Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. During self-isolation, have you binge-watched a TV show, taken in a movie, hit up your favourite music streaming service? We have been leaning heavily on these forms of entertainment to get us through the long days of living and working and parenting and basically just existing all in the same place. But for every multi-millionaire actor or singer, there are thousands of people earning money just like you and me working behind the scenes, keeping their careers on track, some having to get creative in how they tackle suddenly being out of work. When all of that goes away, when like the live festivals just disappear overnight, I mean, that's huge. The Melbourne Comedy Festival would be, I don't know, maybe 30, 40% of my yearly income would sort of make up that kind of chunk of it. No, I honestly have no idea what comedy looks like on the other side of it. Today, we're going to find out how the Australian art scene is coping with COVID-19. This really is a normal, feeling pretty mortal. Thought of my feelings, problems were awful. Now I'm nearly chortle, thinking about them. Drowning in the world, we are really need a snorkel. I'ma still stay home though. I'm good, I'm good, I'm pretty good. This new song from South Australian superstars, The Hilltop Hoods, isn't just about how we're feeling during self-isolation. For every download, money's being raised for Support Act's Roadies Crew Fund. For all those people who would normally be making their living supporting live music from behind the scenes, those who have overnight lost their entire livelihoods. And they're not alone. While the government has spent billions on making sure Australians are taken care of, there are some who've lost their entire year's worth of income when a play they wrote or have starred in was cancelled. Local shows where actors may only have an income for a month or two is now gone, and while they can get the dough, they aren't necessarily covered by the JobKeeper payments, so they may have nothing to return to once this is all over. The irony of the arts being hit particularly hard during this time is that it's one of the industries that we've been relying on to get us through self-isolation. How many of you have taken to binging your favourite TV show or streaming a blockbuster movie? Has music been the thing that's gotten you through? All those things had a team of humans creating it, some of who are now struggling to make ends meet. Former host of the ABC TV show Tonightly with Tom Ballard, comedian Tom Ballard, knows all too well that his industry can be a tough one, even without a global pandemic to navigate. Oh, it's hard enough, yes. We didn't need coronavirus to make us worry about money and how we're going to survive and make a living as a quote-unquote artist. It's tough. I mean, I, I don't want to play a small violin here. I've been really lucky and I've had some sweet media gigs over the years. And I've been lucky enough to find an audience of people who will willingly pay me cash to to hear me talk about my penis at length. So I do okay. But yeah, I mean, when, when all of that goes away, when like the live festivals just disappear overnight, I mean, that's huge. The Melbourne Comedy Festival would be maybe 30, 40% of my yearly income would sort of make up that kind of chunk of it. And that's gone now. And that's sad. 
<laughs> uh, and you're not alone. There are hundreds of performers that perform at these festivals. And you would have been at this stage at the earlier part of your career where you hang your hat on getting a show in the festival and it kind of propping you up for a little while ahead. Does this mean you or people that you know are now looking towards government benefits to see you through? Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, lots of comedians, I think, would definitely meet the test of being a sole trader. They definitely would have lost at least 30% of their income if they had an entire comedy festival run cancelled. Lots of comedians are self-employed people, or they have other jobs on the side and stuff too. So I'm sure lots of folks in that position are getting the job keeper, or at least applied for it. Of course, there's that whole casual exemption, which sort of seems crazy and really doesn't work well for people in the arts if you're working gig to gig, a kind of a contract kind of way. But yeah, it's crazy. It feels like there are lots of examples around the world of countries taking seriously just how devastating this is to live performers and artists and Australia, maybe not so much. What do you say to those people who say, well, you chose a career in this industry, you knew it would be an unstable income, that it's, you know, you've set yourself up for this kind of situation. What do you say to people like that? (laughs) I say, no, I didn't have a choice. I was, God chose me to speak to the people and make them laugh. I'm a prophet. I can't do anything else. No, look, that's a pretty good point. (laughs) We're not an essential service. We're not frontline workers. But the arts in Australia certainly does seem to constantly have to have this gig where we have to justify ourselves. We have to talk about the fact that we contribute, I don't know, what is it, $100 billion or something. Like more people go to arts events every weekend than they go to sport. It obviously enriches our cultural life. I think everybody locked inside their houses consuming art to make themselves feel better would would testament to the value of art and comedy and making people laugh. And also we're, you know, human beings and we're citizens of this country and we deserve to be looked after as much as everybody else does. And, you know, I think we certainly punch above our weight when it comes to arts in Australia, despite sometimes the cultural cringe and a somewhat dismissive attitude towards it. So look, I mean, artists complaining about artists not getting enough money is quite boring and I understand that. But I think this experience, this time, is a pretty good example of when the shit hits the fan, so to speak. Arts are sometimes considered a bit of an afterthought, unfortunately. Tom's comedy colleague, Nikki Britton, who stars in the Channel 10 show How to Stay Married, says not only is the work she had lined up gone, there's nothing on the horizon either. It's a tough way to find out that you're not an essential service because we were the first ones to go. All TV production, all live festivals and performances were cancelled. They said, oh, for the next month we'll cancel and then the month after that. And At this point, we're sitting on the foreseeable future. So, yeah, real, real early on, way back in mid-March, my calendar was pretty much wiped clean. And financially, obviously, that's going from what is usually a fairly irregular but absolutely manageable paycheck to zero. (laughs) The good news is I'm not spending any money because I'm never going out of the house. And so I had a little bit of savings to kind of keep me buoyed for a little while. But look, it hasn't been easy. And I've been really lucky. I know that there's a lot of people who are working front of house or they're following festivals around the country or the world and they may not even have a forwarding address. They're just sort of following the festival circuit. So it's even more difficult for them. So these guys might be staring down the barrel of potentially the rest of the year with no income. But lucky for them, they've been asked to help deliver a very different kind of comedy night. 
The industry, like so many others in COVID-19 2020, have had to adapt. In the way car parts manufacturers now make face shields and gin distillers switched up to hand sanitizer, comedians who used to step onto a stage here in Australia in front of thousands are now bringing us into their homes and performing solo with Stan announcing the first ever Australian lockdown comedy festival. Todd Abbott is the creative director at Guesswork Television, the company behind Aussie TV shows including Rose Haven, Hard Quiz, Get Crackin', The Weekly with Charlie Pickering and the hugely successful Hannah Gadsby Netflix special Nanette. Todd, how did the Australian Lockdown Comedy Festival come to life? When the virus hit and threatened to be shutting everything down, the most immediate thing that we noticed was obviously that the Melbourne Comedy Festival was closed down and obviously subsequently a lot of television production was and so suddenly what that meant was that there were a whole lot of comedians who had brand new shows ready to go and no one to perform them to and it actually meant a lot of comedians really rely on that time of year to generate income so we were really keen to find a way of finding them both a way of earning some money, but also a way of getting their comedy out to people who couldn't see it because those comedy festivals sell over 1.2 million seats a year in Australia. So there's 1.2 million punters who are not getting a chance to get out and have a laugh. Well, tell me through the practicalities of this, because ordinarily we'd have venues with venue staff, there'd be lighting techs and audio engineers and all kinds of people who would be putting these shows together. What's the practicality of doing it like this? It's not like anything else that we've shot. So for a start, we had to try and teach all these comedians how to set up cameras and film themselves. So you know, we've sent pits into everyone's homes. They've all had to go through really rigorous sanitization procedures on the way in and on the way out. Our directors have to work remotely with them. So they've been looking at what's being shot either via a very clever little web app or if that's too tricky for the performers to set up, then we just do it with FaceTime or Zoom or Skype. And then those kits get picked up and re-sanitized and sent off to the next person. All of our editors are working remotely, so every editor is working from their home. The directors are working from their home. You know, we've had to do that 25, 26 times to get all the performances and then pull them all together completely remotely. How do you feel that this shutdown is going to affect the Australian TV industry into the future? Obviously, everything has shut down for the time being, all productions. Are we going to see a bit of a hole once this all gets back up and running where there's a time frame where we don't have any Australian television shows to put to air? I think that's a very real possibility and it's a really worrying one. The fact of the matter is that most productions have been shut down and nobody knows quite how long that is going to be. There are certainly plans in place both here and in America and the UK, obviously, that this is the bigger markets that we're often influenced by. There are certainly plans in place for how to get production back up and running. But yeah, I mean, there's at least a three-month hole and probably a much longer hole where things aren't being shot. So yeah, there's a very real chance that there'll be a really big gap in having Australian content on air. And the worrying thing is that the Australian content quotas have been loosened off temporarily to allow for the fact that things aren't being shot. But the real worry is that there's a very strong chance that they'll never be reinstated. Tom and Nikki will both be showcasing their talents inside their homes and say it's been an interesting experience learning how to deliver jokes without an audience. 
Well, I think from the outset we were like, this isn't stand-up, right? It's not stand-up comedy. You're filming your sketch, you're using existing jokes that you have, and you are sharing them with an audience in a different way. That's what I'm doing anyway. I mean, it sounds like Hughie's going to perform to his actual kids. Some people, obviously, are in lockdown with other people. I live by myself. So, yeah, it's just me alone in my apartment. I live in a very small apartment. So this is a bathroom, a general kitchen living area, and my bedroom. And you'll see the whole thing. Oh, great. We get a grand tour. (laughs) The whole thing. You'll see me on the couch. You'll see me making some tea. You'll be inside my fridge. I roll around on my bed a little bit. Um, (laughs) I pack the washing machine. It's a wild ride. Well, I've been isolating alone, like properly alone. I live alone. I'm single. I don't have any pets. Every now and then I'm doing some grocery shopping for my mum who's over 65 and I drop those things to her and then I basically operate as a security guard trying to get her to stay in her own house and not, you know, the pajamas for a barbecue because that mum is not essential. So obviously as a single person looking to reach out and maybe have a little flirtation with someone online but also have completely forgotten how to operate in a social situation. So my little piece is about just trying to get out there, just trying to connect to people with everything that's going on and really getting that very wrong. It is shot in my lounge room and my kitchen by myself. There was quite a lot of direction from people on Skype, on FaceTime. There was a director that shouted at me from the ground when I was in my third story apartment. We got there. We got there in the end. So while we know there are plenty of people doing it tough out there, not many of those are at the very same time giving us the one thing we've all needed to get our mind through this difficult time. So maybe after all this is over and our governments cut funding to the arts and schools are no longer able to run music programs, maybe we'll make more of an effort to appreciate the things that are created for our entertainment given us an opportunity to flex skills or learn skills that we would never otherwise have had a reason to pick up. So people keep saying it's going to be a different world when we come out of this, man, things are going to change. I think things really will, but I hope it'll be people appreciating the chance to gather together and unite and, you know, share a drink or a laugh or a great thought presented to them by artists. That's all for The Quickie today. If you want to send us some feedback, you can through your favourite podcast app by leaving a rating and a review. Or you can hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram.